someone, there was one person that was specifically watching her. Thank you. 
we're just fine because these kids did that. I am so proud of each one of them. Um, it is my honor to be the teacher of the Welcome to Life classes or Farm Foundation, depending on what you call it. And we just did our um, first round getting back in person after COVID. So um, we have some graduates this morning that I'm excited. So um, I'm gonna call them up one by one. Some of them may not be here, but you guys just give it up for them because when you come through this class, if you've not been through it, I would urge you please, I'll start again in January, the very first Tuesday of January. And I would urge you please be there. It's, um, it's a lot of fun, you learn a lot of information, and it's just great classes. So first, Sister Katrina Morris. determined. I don't think she missed one class. I think she, oh, she missed one. <laughs> it was a Zoom class. All right. Sister Mason. Lexi Christopher. them, you guys, and my daughter, too, Lauren Crutchfield, but she's not here today, so. Yay. Yay! Awesome. Thank you, guys. Give them a hand. And if you haven't taken Firm Foundation, please come see me. Let's do that. The first Tuesday in January. We're going to worship before the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus.
Sunday, and I thought, well, what's tomorrow? Church. Church. Sometimes you just need church. Somebody know what I'm talking about? Sometimes you just need church. And our children just need children's church. They want them to go ahead and head to the back. I love church. I love God. There's something about the presence of God, the power of God, the peace of God. And 9.30 service this morning, they had an awesome time. And uh, praise team worshiped. Sister Fowler sang a special. Brother Fowler preached the house down. And then, and then the altar service was just dynamic, the presence of God in that service. Don't forget this coming Tuesday is our trunk of all, I was going to say all nations, trunk of tree or something along that line. We're going to have prayer from 6 to 6.30 then dismiss for fellowship. They're going to have a train. They're going to have laser tag of some type. They're going to have uh, several trunks and we're going to fellowship. The sign team's going to have a sign and there's going to be a devotional that comes before we disembark on Tuesday night, but looking forward to a great time on Tuesday night. Amen. It's something else. Y'all look at me probably somebody. I've got two pair of glasses, but I just I, I have to take a pair off. But I have to put a pair on to see y'all take it off and put another pair on to see the Bible. And uh, just completely, it's just the ails of crossing into your 50s. If you're not there, you'll know what I'm talking about when you get there. And then they got the bifocals, and I know some people can have, I have I'm motion sick, and so I wear bifocals, and I'm, I'm walking around like this right here. So I'm just, I'm trying two pair of glasses now. I'm going to try that. I have been uh, eating pretty good after my, uh, you know, a year ago, I had a heart thing, and then start, I had a little bit of difficulty. I got it all clear, and everything was good, but I decided I was going to start exercising again besides just eating healthy i've done that a few times but a little advice a little advice don't go start something the day before church <laughs> usually my workout is like this i go in my wife pulls up lets me go in and she waits in the car about 15 minutes and i'll be right back out there <laughs> three machines i'm good i'm out Yesterday I was in there an hour, and I knew about halfway through, I am going to regret this. <laughs> and I got in here to lift up my hands, and it was like. <laughs> and I started climbing those steps. And I, oh, I'm good. But I, I, it's all good. God's good. Psalms 19. Psalms 19. Princes have persecuted me without a cause. But my heart standeth in awe of the word. I rejoice at thy word. As one that findeth great spoil. I hate and abhor lying. But thy law. The word of God. Do I love. Seven times a day. Do I praise thee. Somebody y'all just... Go ahead and let that be one. God, I give you praise. Oh, I exalt you. Yes, 
seven times a day do I praise thee because of thy righteous judgments. Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Does anything offend you? I'm just asking. There, there's some, what offends you? When you think about it, I, I've watched people, I, I've lived for God, I've watched myself, and, and, and I've watched people doing great on a Sunday, man, didn't we have service? You, you shout down, everybody praises God, everybody's talking in tongues, filled with the Holy Ghost, prophesying, y'all know what I'm talking about, and, and pastor, I'm on fire for God, man, I, I'm going to live for God forever. All of a sudden, you call them on Thursday, hey, what's up, brother, what's up, sister? Well, I'll see you Sunday. Oh, I don't know if I'll be there. Come on now. I know I've been there. Uh, no, I'm not. Uh, it says, Great peace have they which love thy law. David said, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. I love this word. I love this law and nothing. Oh, can you say that? Nothing. Don't say shall offend them. Nothing shall offend me. Now, how many need to repent for lying? salvation and done thy commandments. I've kept thy precepts and thy testimonies for my ways are before thee. But verse 165, and I go back to this because this is what I want to preach, is great peace. That's the message, great peace. Great peace. The scripture says, have they which love thy law and nothing shall offend them. Could you lead us in prayer this morning? Lord, we thank you for your mighty word. Anoint our pastor today, O oh God. O oh God, touch our ears, O oh Lord, that they be attentive to your word. Lord, your word, as it speaks of your spirit, lets us know that your peace is beyond our understanding. We may have walked in today, O oh God, discouraged. We may have walked in, O oh God, in a struggle. Today your word will remind us that we have great peace in you. O oh God, and therefore we'll follow your law, and we shall not be offended. Speak your word to us today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Somebody give the Lord a hand of praise. After that, you can be seated in Jesus' name. You know, if, if it feels like I step on your toes today, it's simply I'm stepping on my own. It feels like, you know, some people use the saying, you nailed me right between the eyes. Maybe that's not as easy as stepping in the toes. It's because I'm, I'm nailing myself between the eyes or just did or recently have. But the scripture talks about loving the law of God, loving the things of God. And then it tells us of this great peace that we all should have. And if you have this great peace, uh, that nothing is going to offend you. Things that offend others are not going to offend you. Things that affect others are not going to affect you because you love 
the, the law of God and you have God's peace. God's peace. God's peace. Philippians 4 and 19 says it like this. And the peace of God which transcends, it goes beyond, it breaks barriers. The peace of God transcends all understanding. Your understanding should mean one thing. Your understanding should make you upset. Your understanding says, I should get offended about this. Your understanding said, I should be jealous about this. Your understanding says, I, 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 it, just, it just infuriates me. That's what your understanding says. But it says the peace of God transcends all understanding. And it will guard. It will guard your hearts. It will, it will take, uh, take guard of your hearts and your minds in Christ. Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. We live in an unstable world. But God has promised us peace. We live in a day and a time like no other. But can I tell you, the peace of God that God wants you to have. Now, if you don't have it before we leave, I pray you have it. If you're struggling with it, I pray I can bring some points out to help you not struggle with it. But I am here to tell you that God wants you to have great peace. And this great peace transcends all other understanding. And this great peace goes beyond anxieties. And this great peace transcends what should be depression. And this great peace goes beyond what you should be upset with somebody about to stay upset with. We live in this unstable world, though. If people as a whole are searching for peace, they don't find it always, but they're searching for it. And you have found it. You have found it. You have at least found where to find it. How about that? And, and all kinds of things are going on and people are searching for peace and yet peace is not always there. There is war. It's there. Not just one place. You can go to multiple places in this world and find it. The ugliness of anger is right down the road for a little while. You can say, I'm, I'm going to be so friendly and nice today. You can give it a couple of hours riding around in some cities and then that, that anger starts to rise up. People telling lies. I have seen people just tell... I, it's hard for me to understand that people will blatantly lie. I mean, and then I'll tell you what, what threw me back was when I got in church and I literally found out somebody that I thought was a, a, an icon lied straight through. I was like, how? I couldn't even understand how people in the world do it yet. Maybe I need to go People telling lies, just blatant lies to get their way or what they want or, or, or to feel like they're developing some team on their side that's against somebody else that's their enemy. And, and, and they'll take the truth and then it goes to the next person that's a little less truth and the next person a little less, a little less truth. Well, so-and-so said this and before, it's just a lie and every one of you participated in it. Well, it's just a little, a little lie, Pastor. Well, it became a big lie. Hearing about people in, in, in struggles, I read an article the other day hearing about someone being sexually abused, and quite often, an elderly person being taken advantage of. And it happens in our world all the time. They're having to protect their belongings because people 
I got on the phone with somebody one day and, and they were telling me they were the IRS and they were coming to get me. And if I, if I gave them my credit card and paid this amount today, that everything was going to be okay. And, 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 and I figured out real quick, I knew that I, I Googled something, the IRS will never call you. They might send you a letter, but they're not going to call you on the phone. And, and, and I, I was in the airport, and I just had time to kill, and my wife was like, would you get off the telephone? And I told her, I am saving some older person from getting robbed right now. And I got on the phone, and they said, do you know you can be arrested? And I was like, no, I don't want to be arrested, and I don't want to go to jail. I mean, I am pouring it on to you. Please, what can I do? You just have to pay this. How do I pay it? Hold on, we're going to transfer you. They transferred me to somebody else. I kept those people on the phone for one hour. I was waiting on a flight. And at the end, they were like, so give me your credit card. And they were like, nope, have a nice day, click. And my wife's like, why'd you waste all that time? I said, there's some elderly person. I was taking this hour so they still have their retirement. Guess what? It can happen to you. The internet's so good you can fall scam. I don't know how many times I've gotten an email that my Amazon account is past due and it looks good. I mean, I, I want to click on it. And then I go to my Amazon account and I'm like, I don't know what you got. But it's good. People are scamming people out of their hard-earned money all the time. Precious children. Being hurt, abused, sadly it's regular. Going to bed hungry. Or in our world, it happens. It's happening. Infants being killed because of war, or an accident, or some other event. In our world, a man can walk into a bowling alley and kill a group of people in our world. In our world, a war between two nations. Right now, uh, Ukraine and Russia and casualties on both sides. I'm, I'm not saying who, who you should be for or who you should be against. I'm saying uh, often these uh, heads of power make these decisions and, and the people left fighting it. You say they've got a choice, but you don't know what it's like to be under a dictatorial government. Well, and... And so there's a war in Ukraine on their soil. About five years ago, everything was fine. They were going to and fro. They were just like us. They were, hey, let's head over to whatever their sea world is for the day or whatever their zoo is, and let's go do this. And families are going to and fro. It wasn't significantly different than the lives we live, and now their life is in war. And I remember when that war began, us seeing all the apostolic churches over there having church while bombardments were going on. I don't see much from them anymore. I don't know what their life's like. I pray for them. But that's the kind of world we live in. And now a war between Israel and multiple terrorist organizations with casualties on, side, on, on both sides. And a few months ago, it was normal. Just right before this bombing, there was a group from Understanding the End Times that actually got stuck in Jerusalem, Dave Robbins, and I, I followed some of those happenings, and they were stuck there because there was a war. Everything was fighting. Now, it's not. 
inflation in this world that we live in seems to be going up. There's job losses, homelessness, anger, rage, jealousy, envy. Some people struggling and battling against cancers. Some people fighting against depressions and anxieties. And these things are hard and they're miserable and, and, and they're not easy. But the Bible says in 165, great peace have they which love thy law. Are you saying, Pastor, that I'll never have to be around war? Are you saying, Pastor, that I'll never have to be sick? Are you saying that uh, somebody will never take advantage of me? Are you saying somebody will never rob my bank account? No, but I'm telling you in the midst of all those things that could happen and all those terrible things that may happen in our world, when you have the Holy Ghost, when God has filled you with His Spirit and His presence, you are different because now you have this great peace. When you fall in love, with God and you fall in love with this word, all of a sudden no matter what seems to happen, this great peace that you have transcends natural understanding. It goes beyond the barriers of hurt and pain. It goes past someone harming you or doing said on this scripture, your way to God is clear, your acceptance free, your confidence is sure, your communion heavenly, being justified by faith, you have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, yea, you are filled with peace, all peace in believing, and you have, and, and have you not equal reason to love this law as a law of obedience? Here is your question answered, Lord, what will thou have me to do? Let this word dwell in you richly in all wisdom, and it will be your daily directory of life and conduct. You will delight in it after the inner man walking in the light of it. You will go on to the full enjoyment of peace, taking cheerfully your Savior's yoke upon you. In learning of him, you will ever find rest unto your soul, all his paths. Peace. That old song, I feel peace, peace, wonderful peace flowing down from the Father above. And something used to happen when we'd sing, I know that's an old song, but something would happen when we start singing that song. And, and, and Brother John had come in and he was in trouble at work, and Sister Sue had come in and her husband had told, told her she wasn't coming to church, not that church. And, 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 and some of the little kids that had come in with the van ministry, they, they had all kinds of struggles at home that we didn't know about at that moment. And yet we came in and we all gathered together and we began to sing this song. I feel peace, peace, wonderful peace flowing down from the Father above. Sweet over my spirit. Forever I pray. If I the blessings of love, then we'd all sing. I feel peace, peace, such wonderful. Oh, do you feel that coming down from the Father?
feel that peace today. God wants to give you that peace. But to get that peace, you kind of have to like Brother Hezekiah Walker said to be sold out. You're not going to be half in and half out and have this peace. You can't live a double life. You can't live a double life. It, it, some people come in like, I don't feel that peace, Pastor. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not saying that to you, but some people try to live a double life. They try to be living for God on Sunday and on Monday and around their family and around their friends. But when they go to work, they become somebody else. And somebody that you can't live a double life and have this peace. You've got to love the law of God. You've got to love the Word of God. And when you fall in love with God, and when you fall in love with the Word of God, and you have this peace, and into my mind, 
they suddenly will before long become obsessive. But peace is thinking continuously about the right things and allowing the peace of God to possess your thought life. That's why Philippians 4 and 8 says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, and you, you got to get rid of it. You got this great peace in your life. Quit listening to all the bad reports and dwelling on them. You, you, you got to allow the Holy Ghost to flow in your life. If you get too many bad reports, find yourself a prayer room. Find yourself a praise room. Great peace have they that love thy law. Seven times a day will I praise thee. Sometimes I just got too much stuff. I've read too much stuff, seen too much stuff, heard too much stuff. I gotta stop. I gotta pray.
7, if you do this, if you do this, verse 9 tells us that those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do in the God of peace. The God of peace shall be with you. Oh, hallelujah. He shall be with you. Praise God. What about the unstable world, Pastor, that we live in? How can someone have peace and their husband or their spouse or their child or their father or their mother is fighting a war in some other area of the world? How can someone have peace and everything that perhaps they had and knew and did was taken from them? How can someone have peace when they're in the midst of struggle with the deep depression or battle anxiety every day, how can someone have peace, Pastor, when their family member is is in, in, in a bad predicament, in a bad place, and has a bad diagnosis or disease? How, how can they have peace, Pastor? Well, Paul goes on to tell us later in, in Philippians, or, or in Philippians 4, he says, not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned. Paul said, I've learned this. So here's this man of God who's lived for God for some time, and he's telling us, the church, what he's learned, and what he has learned is how to live in his present world and still have the peace of God prevailing in his heart and his mind. He said, I will speak of one, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am in. Now, he's not talking for somebody right now that's like, oh, I need to be in Alabama. That's the will of God. It's exactly the opposite of what he's saying. I'm not saying it's not Alabama. He's saying, wherever I am, whatever state I am in, therewith I've learned this, how to be content. I know both how to be abased and how to abound. Everywhere in all things I'm instructed to be full and to be hungry. I know what it's I do. I know what it's like to go sit down at a nice restaurant and have a delicious filet mignon that's cooked just right, medium rare. It's got butter dripping all over the sides of it on that iron tray skillet with some beautiful mashed potatoes smothered with garlic and all these other things and, and, and this yeast roll that's hot and soft and lightly cooked and I, I some honey butter. I know what it's like. And I know just as much what it's like to walk in there to my cabinet and try to figure out what I'm going to turn into a meal. And I take some tuna, some mackerel. Take some tuna and throw it in a bowl and I'm out of bread and I'm out of crackers. And I mix some salt and pepper and some olive oil mayonnaise. Low and saturated fat. To fit into my heart healthy diet. And I mix those things up. Now is it as good as that filet mignon and that yeast roll? And those potatoes whipped so nicely with heavy whipping cream and butter that surely want to clog my heart up. Is that going to taste as good? Sorry. Is that can of tuna? No, but I've learned to be content. 
contempt with either one. I'm good. I know I'm instructed both to be full and to be hungry. I know what it's like to abound. Everything's going great. Everything's wonderful. Extra money after the paycheck, not week to week. And I do know what it's like to be broke and to suffer need and to wonder where the next dime or dollar or what. I know what that's like. And he said, in verse 13, and this is what he's telling us, when you have the Holy Ghost, when you've been born again, when, when you have the peace of God, you have to understand that you are not like everybody else in the world. You have this peace of God that transcends all understanding. And with this, what you can grab a hold of and what you can understand is this, and that is that I can do all things through Christ, verse 13, which strengthen it. I'm going to make it. I'm going to get through. I'm going to the other side. I'm going to have the victory even if I don't feel victorious right now. Why? There is the peace of God. And I have the God of peace in my life. Is God the God of peace in your life? Does He bring peace? Have you allowed His peace to enter into your mindset and your heart and your Regenerate with salvation, yet still living within the same conflict that you had before salvation? Are you living a regenerated life yet with you haven't come to the understanding of the peace of God that He can provide you and wants to provide you. Are you living like you used to now that you've been saved? Are you living like you used to now that you've been born again? Are you living like you've been filled with the Holy Ghost but acting like you've not been filled with it? Is He your God of peace or is He not your God of peace? Oh, hallelujah. Are we as Christians content or are we discontented? I think this word contentment is really a deep word for we who have been regenerated, born again, washed in the blood, filled with God's presence. I think this word is very important because if I am contented, then I am probably living where and how I need to live. But if I find myself in a constant state of discontentment, of God that's set to saturate my life. I, and that's what I need. I've got to have it. I, I, I've got to have it. It's so easy in America to become discontent. It's so easy in society to become discontented. I had to learn to be contented and learn what contentment was. And, and we've got to have contentment. And, 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 but godliness with contentment, I, I believe it's uh, Timothy says 6 and 10, Godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into the world and we cannot take anything out of the world. But if we have food and clothing with these, will we be content? I don't have to have another car or another truck or another house or another uh, wallet or another pair of shoes. My goodness, if you saw my closet, I don't need any more shoes. 
do a lot of Christians have godliness, but lack contentment? Do you have godliness, but you lack contentment? I don't want to hand raise. I want you to personally, internally answer that question for me. Because God is here to teach us godliness with contentment is great gain. God is here to take, teach me contentment. Not just being content because your finances are good and your food's good and your clothes are good and your house is clean and your bank account's full and emotionally you're doing great and spiritually you're on fire for God and your job is awesome. God's here to be your God of peace when all that's happening, but He's also here to be your God of peace when the bank account is empty, when the job's not going good, when the pink slip comes, when you spiritually don't feel like you are where you need to be in God, when, when your job is miserable to walk into every day and you hate it and all you can think of is, man, if I could have the job that Brother Fowler's got or yeah, Brother Parks, if I, if I could have my own office, God's here to be your God of peace. Why do you need peace? Why do you need contentment? One, one writer, Jeff Robinson, said, discontentment is a mistrusting of God. Discontentment is a mistrusting of God. Contentment is trusting God wholly, and discontentment is not trusting Him somewhere in your life. Discontentment amounts to complaining against God's plan. I like my plan better. I thought about this, God. I put a lot of time into this, and now you're telling me God's plan's better. God's plan's better. One writer said, and put it like this, I love me and I have a wonderful plan for my life, but God's plan may be different. Which one are you going to follow? Discontentment exhibits a desire to be sovereign. I, I want to be like Adam and Eve discontentment. And I can have all these things, but this one tree that God tells me I'm not supposed to. They had to have it. That was discontent. And that's how we are. It's almost like when somebody tells us we can't have something, we're, we come out. What do you mean I can't have it? What do you mean I gotta do that? Or I don't have to, I can't do that. Or I can't Discontentment covets something that God has not been pleased to give us. And discontentment communicates to God that He has made a mistake. He's made a mistake. Discontentment denies the wisdom of God and exalts self-wisdom. It had its roots in the first sin. It robs us of inner peace that God gives us and it goes against the commandments of God especially Exodus 20 and 17 it says you shall not covet your neighbor's house you shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his male servant or his female servant or his ox or his donkey or anything that is your neighbor's don't look at your neighbor and say man their marriage is better than our marriage I wish I had their marriage that's covetousness don't look at that and look at somebody else look at the fact that if you're a child of God you have great peace in your life and guess what you can fix your marriage because it starts with you
look at somebody else's stuff, things, and, 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 and become discontented because they're this or they're in this position or they're doing this or, or maybe at church, you know, they're, they're doing what I want to be doing. Well, guess what? There's plenty of room to find something to do around the house of God. Godliness with contentment is great and God wants to give you that peace. Upon sharing the Olivet Discourse with the disciples, they asked him the question, and, and I'm getting ready to close, but Matthew 24, Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came to him for, to show him the buildings of the temple, and Jesus said unto them, you see this stuff? Barely, I, and this was prophetic, barely I say unto you, there shall not be one here, one stone upon another, that it shall not be thrown. Their world was turbulent. They didn't know what was going to happen. But in this turbulent world that they lived in, we also find ourselves living in a turbulent world. And the difference is they didn't have access to weapons that could, with just a few pushes of the button, because a few people or a few systems uh, get angry with each other, could literally, they didn't have that then. They could just literally cause this mass fire. could devastate the world. But we live in a time that we do. And they ask these questions. When shall these things be? What shall be the sign of thy coming? And they wanted to know when shall be the end of the world. Now how many want to know when the end Raise your hand. You want to know the date? That's me. I, I don't think I'd want to know the date and the time. And it, it, I wouldn't want it to change. I want to live a life for God that nothing's going to change how I live. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And Jesus goes on to somewhat answer these questions in part and describe the times when, he, when all of these things that are going to happen. And, it, but they wanted to know. Why did they want to know? And I'm going to throw this out there. Was it discontentment? I, I don't know. I'm asking. Was it discontentment? Is that why they wanted to know? What is the date going to be? Gee, you know, we're close. Tell us. We've, we've kind of got in your inner circle now. So I know you talked to all those other people just a few minutes ago, but now we're all alone. And I want you to give me some good stuff. I, 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 I want to be privy to some information. When is that day coming? How many of us live our life of faith like they, like that? I want to be privy to things, God. Oh, you're calling me? Okay, what's the date and time that I'm going to be working in this ministry? Oh, you want me to try, you, you want me to preach the gospel in a foreign country and be a missionary? What's the date and time you're wanting me to do? I'm not saying me, I'm talking y'all. What's the date and time that, that you want me to do that? And you want to know the date, don't you? You want to know the time. Uh, God says, I'm calling you into music ministry. Well, when are you going to start letting me learn how to sing? <laughs> Tommy, my child, you're going to play the piano one day. When? 
Well, that's not it. <laughs> when am I going to walk in my calling? Somebody prophesied some, something to you. You're going to come into an inheritance that's going to, first of all, I don't want somebody to die. So I think a fortune cookie told me that one time, and I'm like, why did they tell me that? I don't want to prosper off of someone that's just dead. Start praying for a lot of people. They want to know when it's going to be over. They wanted a date. What if God had told them October 29, 2023? 2023. Yeah, 2023. At 1230. Eastern Standard Time. Would that have satisfied them? Okay. November 5th, 1042 a.m. Eastern. December 12th at 4.30 Mountain Pacific Time. Mountain Standard Time. Jesus, could you just give us a specific time? That's all we want. That's not wanting too much. We want to know when the grand finale of this life is going to come to a close. Why? So you can go live for two months, however you want to, and then run to the altar the last five minutes and get yourself right. Or was it they were just childlike in their faith, and they were like me when I was eight years old, riding with my parents. My stepmother was from West Virginia, and it is a long drive from Georgia to West Virginia, and especially for an eight-year-old. And I'm in the back seat, and we have that old Oldsmobile Cutlass, the 77 model, and I'm back there playing with my toys and doing my stuff, and I pop my head up well, are we there yet? When are we going to get there? When are we going to be there? Y'all don't do that, right? Well, all the kids and children are asking for teens. They've grown out of that, right? Got a calling, God. When am I going to get there? Are we there yet? I want to do something for you. When am I going to get there? And Jesus answered them in Matthew 24, That day and hour knoweth no man. Now the angels of heaven, but my Father. God chooses for some things not to be told, but to be unfolded. And every time I try to unfold things I don't know the answer to, I make an absolute mess. I've done that before. When God first called me, I was young in the Lord, and I thought He meant right then I was going to be doing these things. I didn't realize that I would see some of this vision 20 years later. It's on God's time, not on mine. But this one thing I do know. I have the peace of God. And I'm okay. Whatever's coming on. I've had some stuff. And I've seen some stuff and some of you seen more stuff than I have. You have the peace of God. You don't have to live afraid. You don't have to live afraid. Can we stand? Peace only comes when you love the laws of God. You're not argumentative toward them. When you love your brothers and sisters in Christ, 
says, many shall be offended and you love others. That means that you have to be real. Amen. I didn't get here fast enough and I left some of the good stuff out. So. I guess it wasn't good enough. Do you live a Holy Ghost filled life? You're missing the peace of God. Some event, some trauma, they do happen. Things have happened in my life. It took me a while to shake it off and to get over it. I like, why did that happen? How did that happen? It took me a while. But I trust me. God wants to give you the peace of God. That you're able to, whatever it is, you know he's got you. And he's going to get you through this. Well, why? Just kind of give that to him and we trust him. And he fills us with that peace. And with that peace, we've learned to become content. In whatever state we're in, whatever place we're in, wherever we are, ministerially and church, we learn this contentment. And through this contentment is this peace. And with this peace, all of a sudden, it transcends normal, rational thinking. I should be angry. Smile. I should be crying. But I'm not. I should be upset. But I'm not upset. Somebody, you're a bit at work. Somebody got a raise and you didn't. They tell you this in the break room. You're making 15%, and I'm making 25%. That's going to stir. That's going to stir. Don't think about that. And if you don't give it to God, you're going to be in your boss's office busting the door open, saying things you don't need to say. Blessing them out with all your Christian cuss words. What are Christian cuss words? Now if I gave such a seat to Mike, y'all might not be happy right now. She'd probably say some of the things she did. But of that day and hour knoweth no man. I'm not talking about the end of time coming. I'm talking about learning to have the peace of God no matter what time it is. Would you lift your hands for just a moment? Close your eyes. I'm talking to somebody right now that struggling maybe with some things that have happened to you in your life you don't understand as of late and God said I didn't just save you for you to go to heaven but I saved you so you could have peace that would transcend rationality that would go beyond what humanity can understand and if you'll allow that to just saturate your life right now. I'm going to give you a joy that goes beyond a normal joy that the people you see every day and encounter every day 
they can't have unless they taste this word and love it and crave it. You, I've called you in this hour, but I want to give you a peace right now. There's a peace of God that's coming in this sanctuary today. There is a peace that goes beyond natural barriers. There is a peace that will cause you to not lose your cool about certain situations anymore. There is a peace of God that God wants to fill you with right now that you won't get anxious anymore in certain circumstances because you're just going to lift your hands and lift your voice. Seven times a day will I praise thee and you're going to allow God to fill you with that peace. There's somebody right now, you already ought to be up here because peace is something that you haven't had lately. That conflict, yes. Turmoil, yes. Discomfort, yes. Anxious thoughts, absolutely. Racing thoughts all the time but you ought to already be up here because God wants that peace just to fall in this place we're going to pray in just a few moments and like a blanket that peace of God is going to saturate in here that peace of God is going to transcend the natural and it's going to pervade into the spiritual and God is going to fill you not just with the Holy Ghost but with a mindset of peace this morning I'm talking to somebody right now that your dreams and your dream life. You do great, but your dream life has been bad. God is wanting to fill you this morning with peace. God is wanting to fill you with peace. Oh, hallelujah. I'm preaching to somebody right now. You, you, you love God. You're full of the Holy Ghost, but anxious thoughts consume your mind and God is wanting to change the way you think about some things. And in just a few moments, He's going to allow a blanket of the Holy Ghost to saturate in this place and he's going to come into your mindset and transition you to start thinking like he wants you to think and having a thought life. It's going to fill you with peace. Oh, Keep your eyes closed for just a moment. Just worship the Lord. God's about to do something. If you need Him to touch your life, just quietly make your way down here. There's places in the altar. There's places at the steps. There's places at the chairs. Just kind of quietly make your way down here. I believe God's about to touch us in a magnificent way. If you've been discontented, would you come? God wants to fill you with contentment. If you've been struggling in your faith, don't be embarrassed. Be obedient and walk down here and say, God, I have been struggling, but I am ready to not struggle. I'm ready to walk forward. Oh, hallelujah. God's about to flow in this place. There's going to be a peace that's going to come in here from God, not from humanity, not from me, not from somebody else, and God's going to saturate you with that. I feel peace. Peace.
but it's the Lord that's going to touch you. We're going to lay our hands on you, but he's going to heal you. Amen. Would you come? In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus.
right now. We want that healing to come, but also the peace of God to come at the same time.
Hallelujah. Yes, for some dreamers. Some dreamers. Some people dream a lot, some people don't. People that dream a lot, often they have good dreams, but they also often have bad dreams. And so the enemy knows that and knows where to attack the dreamers. And what I'm going to pray is I'm not going to pray that the dreams be gone or even that the bad dreams be gone, but that in the midst of whatever your process that the enemy has been attacking you in your dreams, that they don't affect you because you have the peace of God. That they don't even wake you up. You're sitting there dreaming and something occurs in your dream process and you're like, God's got that. And this peace just helps you keep on moving. And you, you go to that next dream and you start dreaming about what God's about to do in your life and what God's going to do in your marriage and what God's doing in your home. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? I want you to lift your hands up if that's you. If you need that prayer right now. God, I pray right now. Lord, that you give so much peace. That that peace we've spoken about. The God of peace. The peace that transcends all understanding. It just saturates their mindset. Not just when they're awake, but when they're asleep. God, that peace of God has not gone anywhere, but it is right there with them on their bed at night, on their pillow. God, that you are able to give them peace, that they are able to overcome. God, that they are able to move forward in the things of God and everything that you've got for them. I feel peace right now in this place. I feel peace in your life in the name of Jesus. I feel a peace that's coming in some of your life that you have not known for some time in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You're, you're going to lay in bed at night. Before you go to bed tonight, you're going to sing that song that the first lady sang and played so eloquently. I feel peace. Peace. Wonderful peace. Flowing down. Don't you believe that peace of God? transcends all understanding tra transcends all areas of your life that this mind of god this mindset i want to put on the mind of christ i don't want to be double-minded anymore i don't want to live a double life i want to be wholly committed to you god all in not one foot in but all in in the name of jesus in the name of Jesus, can we stand and lift our hands today? We're getting ready to close. God, we thank you. God, we thank you. Hallelujah. Oh, would you just lift your hands? Maybe we didn't pray for you specifically, but you've got a need. Would you just lift your hands? Father, we thank you for your presence that's in this place. Your peace that has just swept in here and covered us. God, let us leave with that. Leave with that joy. God, leave with those things as we have overcoming power. Let this mind be in us that was in you, Christ Jesus. God, allow this peace to saturate our life. We thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Give the Lord a hand of praise right now. Our ushers are coming to receive today's tithes and offerings.
as they're coming up. If you, those that most of you weren't at 9:30 service, so I encourage you. If you got a few minutes this week, you look around like I don't have anything to do. Well, go click on that 9:30 service. Dynamic church service, awesome word. You won't regret it, and, uh, and God will bless you through that. Otherwise, we will see you Tuesday night, or some will see you Tuesday night at our uh, at our not trunk of all nations, but. See Sister Meg Gordon. Do you have, do they need candy? Need lots of candy. How many have candy? How many is going to have candy? Going to bring candy or bring money to give to candy? If you if you if you want to give to candy and you don't want to buy any, but you want your precious children to have candy at our trunk of all nations, trunk of whatever it is, treats of trunk or something. That hurt me. Y'all come on and give. Step out of your aisle. Come on up. Let's give. Make sure and greet about 10 people before you leave. And didn't our young people do a phenomenal job today? God bless you in Jesus.